You are now listening to the Take and Run Podcast. He didn't have a run like everybody else. He had hit, but I would argue that nobody in Bell Biv DeVoe had a solo run. They didn't need to have a solo run when they, they already had a group together. Yeah, it's real cool when I can rely on the only nigga in the group who can sing. That's I gotta do this by myself. It. I was listening to Poison to today. Like four seconds into the podcast, or is it like an actual time? What day we got to look like at, like... Is there a specific time? Because every time I listen to another podcast, they'd be like, yo, we're not, you're not supposed to curse within like the first 15. I understand that other people think the N word's a curse, but like, yeah. I mean, I don't care. But but yeah, there's no way this nigga, bro. Ralph Tresvant had a whole album called, I hope the whole album wasn't called Sensitivity. If it's called Sensitivity, it's whack. Yeah, it was bad. bad. No, it was self titled. It was self titled in 1990, had Sensitivity on it. And that's the only um, track that has a star next to it on Apple Music. Um, I don't know any of these other songs. I think that might be his only... <laughs> his only... It's a, and it's categorized as a rock album, which is nuts. But makes sense. What makes sense about that? It makes sense because he wasn't going to make any inroads in R&B. Bro, have you ever heard Sensitivity? Rap. He wasn't going to make the inroads. Sensitivity is rap, as rock? I guess so. Yeah, I guess so too, because that's nuts. Somebody, yo, Apple Music, you need to fix this as soon as I, possible. I guess so, but Ralph was nowhere near as successful as the other four members of New Edition. I would see. I would argue that because groups are cheating. Is it though? Yes. How is it cheating? All right, all right. That's probably a bad. Was Lloyd ever as famous as B Two K? No. Was Mario ever as famous as B2K? No, nobody was or, ever Or famous. Immature. Mario was more famous than Immature. Immature was some niggas back then. When they was young. Okay. But Mario became more famous than Immature. Okay, so I'll stick to B2K. All right. Yeah, then B2, B2K is one of those groups. But there's only one nigga in that, amongst them five that has actual musical talent. And even that is kind of sketchy. Like, oh, my, sketchy. oh my He's nigga. Talented. He's talented. He's talented. Oh, my nigga. And he's he, he viral right now. But even to that point, so talent or ability has nothing to do. Groups are cheating. Because it depends I would, on the group. By that argument, um, Lloyd has not had the career that Little Fizz or Raz B has. But it depends on the group. I feel like all groups are cheating. Nah. Maybe that, another group. Destiny's Child. So, Keisha Cole? Well, our, Keisha Cole is more vocally talented than every member of Destiny's Child. Yes. Nowhere near the success. Nowhere near the success, but... Groups are cheating. It ain't cheating. We'll actually put some thought behind this. We don't got to go into this right now. We have topics, but we'll 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 come back to this. We'll save this for a different podcast where I could bring up groups and... And I can stop kicking the microphone. Exactly. Uh, Good evening. I think this is episode 31 or 32. Stop counting after a while. Thirty is it is it thirty one or thirty two? It's thirty one, thirty two, thirty three. I don't Can you think know. of any athletes who were thirty one? Seth. Seth wears thirty four. Seth Curry. Wears thirty one? Yeah. I thought he wore thirty two. Well thirty as well. Like No, nah, he wears thirty one for the Sixers. He's worn a lot of numbers. Oh, okay. Because you know, count. he's he's traded a lot. 
Any athletes that wore 31? Not that I could think of. Probably some like strong Bruce safety. I'm really upset that 31 came. They, I guess Seth Curry gets the love here. Um, that Seth Curry came to your mind so quickly. Now he's had 31 for a minute. Like he wore 30 in Dallas, 31 in Philly, 31 in Portland. So yeah. Oh, well, he's the only one I could think of that wears number 31. I don't think it's a really popular number whatsoever. Nah. I think Austin Reeves wore 31 for the Lakers, but he's. I don't even know who that is. Exactly. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> good point. Uh, how you doing today, Core? I'm doing all right, man. It's been a good day. How about yourself? Good. You know, got to clean up my place a little bit. Nice. You know, dogs behaving. Got to talk to my mom. Good. Um, always a good day. Always a good day. When Reggie I Miller. Oh, wow. How dare we? Dang. <laughs> One of the 75 greatest players of all time. Facts. Oh, I'm just, 76. I'm sorry to jump in front of you. I was going to read this list out. Mike Piazza. Uh, we have Jamal Lewis. Ah, uh, Jamal Lewis. Um, Running back. Yeah, Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller. Uh, Greg Maddox, if you watch baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, not baseball players. Yeah, I Ced- bet. Cedric Maxwell. Pfft, Cam- you should know that. Cam Chancellor. Cam Chancellor, I should know that, Dak Nabbit. I knew a safety somewhere. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, you should have known Cedric Maxwell. I should have I should known Cedric Shame Maxwell. on you. Well, I, don't, I haven't seen that number. Uh, you think my entire life as a Celtics fan, I haven't seen 31. Because it got retired. Because it got retired. <laughs> yeah, so, you're right. Yeah. I think there's a 31 on the heat. Yes, there is. Max Struss. My guy. Yeah, was he like 17 on the bench? No, nah, he... Is he playing? Yeah, he's playing. Oh. Because Victor Oladipo ain't healthy. He oh. played last night. Hit two really clutch threes. Good for him. No hesitation. Good for him. Guess who he, also yeah, played really well last night? Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero. What are you, like 21? 26 off the 26. bench. Nine for thirteen. Oh yeah, I, I did see the sh- his shooting numbers. I we, like, this, this thing don't Jimmy miss. Bowler had thirty-two. Bam had twenty-six and nineteen. Nineteen rebounds. And That's what Charlotte will always be the cute team to watch until they can find somebody to rebound. But also, Miami, I think, leads the league in rebounding. They're I, the best defensive team and the best rebounding team. I can see that. Kyle Lowry's averaging four points a game, but he is making such a big difference. That's nuts. I, I did not know that. Yeah, he's making such a big difference because now Jimmy Butler doesn't have to play point guard. That's yeah. why Jimmy Butler's averaging Every, 25 a game. Yeah, he went back to scoring the ball. I do. I give Jimmy Butler a lot of crap, but his ability to flip on and flip off what the team needs is kind of crazy. Yeah, it's, it's really great. This, this Heat team looks really good. When Victor Oladipo comes back and takes that spot that Struss is in right now, mm-hmm. they're going to be a lot better. I agree. So maybe by that time the Celtics have, well, have figured out if they want to play tough basketball or not. But uh, we'll, we'll see. see. I mean, Marcus Smart isn't healthy, so it doesn't That's help. True. That's true. Doesn't help at all. Payne Pritchard not healthy. But he's healthy. He he was a scratch. They scratched him. No broken. I thought his nose was still broken. He played with a mask. Huh? He's huh? good. Last game that we played, he was a coach's decision. DMP. Oh, that's tragic. I don't know After, what happened. I guess scoring ninety one against a bunch of nobodies means bro, nothing. Nobodies in Mike James. I say Mike James because niggas was talking to me about like Mike James. Like Mike he was James the overseas coming. is nasty. Hey, he was talking about talking about bro like he was a second coming. Mike he, James overseas Payton is Pritchard nasty. Payton Pritchard gave him buckets. He he is he's that guy overseas. He's the next Stefan Marbury. Oh God. <laughs> oh man. The Yugoslavia Stefan Marbury. But always good to catch up with you, bro. Yeah, um, first things first. I want to talk about this. You're you're the city girls fanatic over uh... here. You you what a city boy? Period. Okay, we could we're editing that. Oh, out. I got edit that out. <laughs> Dang it. All right, that is awful. That's great. Just bleep it. Um, uh, what you think about Young Miami's song? What was the name of that song? Rap. 
Rap freaks. Rap freaks. Rap freaks. So you asked me a really interesting question after we were talking about rap freaks. Um, was she? Because I was like, oh, you know, she was talking like she was rapping. She was rapping for ninety seconds. For ninety, yeah. Well, that's that's typical length it, of songs. It, you could days. tell Lil Yachty has something to do with this. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Looking at the cover art, understanding who Young, young Miami is, understanding what sells these days. Understanding that there's going to be a lot of captions that come along with this this track. And I also want to preface this. Um, honey, I love you. Um, I'm always going to be a large Young Miami fan. Understand. Um, ever since the Tiger Strike. But for that reason, she was rapping in a way that people don't rap. Like, it was a lot of metaphors. A lot of... Poor metaphors. I haven't heard, but name- there were metaphors. Yeah, well, I haven't heard name dropping like this since yeah. Control. Yeah, it was. This was like her version of How to Rob, but it was like How to Smash. Like it was yeah. crazy. Like, but for that reason, um, I think that she's taking the page out of Fifty's book. I want to be hot. It's time for me to go solo. City girls were always city girl, but city girls to me like Meek Mill, <laughs> like a lot of these high action, high volume musicians will only sell in the summertime. So so, so you think if, they're going to pull like a Ray Strumman type thing? Yeah, we can drop individual on um on in the winter and when it's time to party, City Girl's back, Ray Strumman's back. I'm about to say cuz Sway Lee as an individual, amazing player. Yeah. Do you think that's the lane that Young Miami's going for? Yeah, JT has her own dropped the album last year. Yeah, but that's cuz Homeboy was in jail. All right. So yeah, so we even now. Like you, <laughs> you got yours while it's locked up. I got mine now. Diddy produced it, and now it's time to yeah, you know. All right. Well, first of all, you know how I feel. I mean, that a ninety second song where you're just like, okay, I'm gonna run through every, every rap name. dude you could think. Yo, wasn't she with Kodak at a point? I feel like I seen pictures of her with Kodak. Kodak been with everything moving, I, and I mean that literally. Me, he was saying. in jail. He's probably with everything yeah, moving. Deep though, but it, it's just like. You, you're getting your attention. This is what you wanted. Yeah. You want people to talk about this. You want people to discuss, yeah. hey, you know, I want this with Diddy, this with me, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you got your attention. It's not Fo- the f- uh, keep going, keep going, no, I'm like, follow follow it up. You're going to give me yeah. you're gonna give me a snippet. Who knows when something else is going to drop? Because we all know with City Girls, they will drop something in July mm-hmm. and not drop anything until next July. Yep. You need, and you they, need to and follow they, this up fast. They pockets been hurting during this pandemic. Ain't ain't been no booty to shake outside because they've been closed. So only only people making money is Jack Harlow, yeah. <laughs> Jack Harlow, and maybe Kodak because Kodak is in Florida. That's true. I'm telling you, they they gonna ride a little wave. Whatever the solo project come out, they're still gonna be. There might be like one or two like crazy twerkable songs, but she's really gonna try. And I emphasize the try. Try to get in that introspective bag if the people working with her are, are good at working with her. Because, I mean, like, and you know, a, there is no female rapper I love more than Cardi B, yeah. right? But we all know Cardi B does not write her music. She doesn't. So, young, young Miami needs to find somebody who can assist her in, in writing this material. And then she can deliver this material. And then that'll hold her off. It'll fill her pocket. She'll be. She might be able to do some shows, some walkthroughs off this music, 
until it's time to shake some cheeks again during the summer. But because th- that's what like her their music is made for plus eighty degree weather. It is. It is. Um, it's also some music that I can't. I'm not saying I can't stand the music. It's just the <laughs> the reach of music is so oh, it's deadly bad. Now. It's not good music, I, dude. I was a substitute teacher and. I walked into a classroom and there was a girl standing on a desk rapping <laughs> City Girls. So I'm just like, this is not the life that I want to be a part of. Did you go for a parent-teacher conference after? <laughs> like, like, I, you got to go talk. Where's your mom? Like, so, Somebody's hurting. Somebody yeah. has to be hurting. But if I was at a club and I saw a woman standing on the table, I'm like, Different. this is this is lit. Different. This is crazy right now. This, this is the type of club I want to be at, even though I hate clubs. So, I don't know. I think... Young Miami's doing what she has to do to get noticed. This on the map. Hey, I want to have a bit of a solo career. JT did it. Mm-hmm. Why can't I do it? I agree. But also the difference is JT JT got noticed off of stuff that wasn't even her. If you want to talk about when people really realized that JT was a you know solo person, in my feelings, when she had her little too bad. I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh, like I need to run this back. Like it's a little. But that's that's always how. That's kind of how rap has always worked. Yeah. Like, hey man, <laughs> I'm working on my album. Before I drop my album, let me get a crazy feature. This is it. Let me hop on somebody's track, and I'm I'm gonna talk that talk. But nowadays, like, and I think we've talked about it before on here about the barrier to entry. Like, I love it as a person in tech. I hate tech. I love tech because tech has removed the barrier of entry that's normally blocked by skill. Like in the 80s and the 90s and the early 2000s, even kind of like the early 2010s, like you had to have money or you had to know someone who had money and had the expertise in order to put out music. Yeah. In 2021, I can can literally record an album from my iPad. Yeah. And it's going to be decent quality. Yeah. So because that barrier to entry has dropped so low... We end up with so much bad music. It gets oversaturated. Quickly. It gets really oversaturated. Um, The amount of bad music that I've listened to today, me, I'm still an old head. Sometimes I put on Pandora when I'm, you know, playing yeah, big old head. But I play like today's hip hop and R&B. <sighs> the amount of music, I'm just like, yo, what Skip. are you saying? Like, I need to go back to my 2000 station yeah. to hear songs I've heard a thousand. I'm trying to enter my introduce myself to newer music but it's just so difficult when the newer music is there's so much of it and there's only a select like here and there that's really good and i need to like find that lane like um i'm trying to get into more r&b but so hard to find good r&b music like i said i hate violent r&b yeah and i hate hypersexual r&b i have different like i was listening to a wild side today walking oh normani and Cardi okay yeah. mm-hmm. i was just like this is type of i i'm chill like it's a yeah. chill song for i don't me. even view i don't view outside as high, as hypersexual but i i, I see, see like though. on it by um jasmine sullivan and ari lennox super sexual super sexual but for me it's like both of them can sing yeah so i'm just like yo i'm willing to forgive you if you if you're talented yeah Jasmine Sullivan's always been talented. She just doesn't put stuff out. Nope. Ari Lennox, she's been, what, four or five years Ari Lennox has been around Mm -hmm. consistently. She is super talented. A song with both of them, yes, I'll 
Amen. You could be talking about grilling burgers. I'm like, yo, yeah, you yeah. could sing about grilling some burgers. Yeah, talk that talk. Yeah, so what you gonna put on that? Exactly. Like if you could hit mustard with a high E. Yeah, facts. We lit. We lit. So I'm just like that barrier to entry, like you said, a ninety second song should not be giving so much it should not be as trending as it is. It should be running Twitter the way it did. It it was crazy. A nah, 90, 90 second seconds. song on on a week where who else dropped this week? Big, Big Sean, Sean dropped. Big Sean dropped really good EP. I haven't listened to it yet. I'm still listening to Wale's joint. Oh, him and Hip. I haven't listened to Wale's because Wale's really iffy with me. Mm. Every other album's a good album, mm. and this is the other album. So okay. I'm just like, do I want to listen to it and waste my time and get mad? Hey man, <laughs> like I don't. It's a good album. It, he raps well. Yeah, he raps I just, really I mean, well. A lot of the sonic choices that they made with that album, I don't really well, like. Like, but they his, rap well. His first intro was Polka Dot with J Cole, and I did not like that I hated song. It. Hated it. And it does. It takes a lot for me to not like a J Cole feature. Yeah, I just didn't and enjoy see, the song. That's my thing. Like, I typically don't like a lot of those outside songs until I'm outside. Yeah. So like, that's I, how I felt I, about I Pop just, Smoke's. Like, cat, yeah. Pop Smoke was when we were inside pandemic. The moment he came out, yeah, no pun intended. Pop Smoke, it it was crazy. Yeah, that's a bar, but um. Yeah, I was the same way. Like, I remember being in Jersey and um, Dre's Mans is playing Pop Smoke. And I didn't like the music because I'm still new to this whole Brooklyn Drill thing yeah. at the time. I'm like, yo, this is a little weird. But some, I, I do like his tone. Like, I, yeah. I do like the way that it's he like, raps. It's like but, a 50 Cent type yeah. tone, but it's just a little bit more aggressive. Aggressive, yeah. yeah. And that's hard to do, to be more aggressive than 50. But um, like then like I got back and some his album, this is after he had passed. So I'm like, I always have a habit of like running through an artist's music after they die. And I'm in the garage working out. Dead and I'm rappers get better promotion. All the time. And I was like, yo, I actually like, but this, and but at the moment, I'm like, no, this is the setting for it. Mm-hmm. I need to be doing something. I need to be moving. I need to be lifting weights. I need to be at a club. I need to be out doing something to truthfully. I need to be driving really fast. Like something has to be happening. I yeah. can't be playing Civilization or like walking <laughs> my dog to pop smoke. That's just exactly. how my life works. Exactly. It's all about, you know, it's all about the setting with music. Like, dude, the other day I was playing video games. I'm like, I need something that's like not too, not too sappy, but not too like mm-hmm. hardcore. Mm-hmm. I ended up falling on the Kirk Franklin wheel. I was like, hey, "You want a revolution?" I, I was chilling. I was just like, a yeah. "Nice little bop." Because whoever produces Kirk Franklin's music, yeah, yeah. it's amazing. A one, it's amazing. What does he do? He's what a, does Kirk Franklin do? He's a choir director. He is the Cuba Gooding the, Jr. The, of, what does <laughs> a choir director really do? He's you a, don't write the music. He's a Cuba Gooding Jr. He, what did Cuba do? He, he fine niggas? He broke dance at the Yeah, he break dances. Movie. Okay, cool. If I see Kirk Franklin break dancing, it's going to be an issue. Him and his son. But, <laughs> fam, like, what does a choir director really do? Dude, I don't know. Mind he's you, the famous one. Mind you, as somebody who grew up in the church... I would see the choir and I'm just like, is the director just like, I feel like at a certain point you're just putting your hands up yeah, and they know what notes they got to hit. Yes. Y'all done practice this. You telling me to go here doesn't mean, oh man, I, I was going to go low there. I was right? going to oh yeah, yeah. I'm happy you pulled me back off that because exactly. I was about to give him that, that tenor. Like, no <laughs> nigga, like everybody has their roles. Everybody understands how they're supposed to sing these things. It, 
I, I never understood the purpose of choir director. Me either. Uh, that's why I think, like, choirs as a whole kind of, like, they had a run, too, where it's just mad choir albums. Yeah. And now it's just, like, you know. A whole lot of choirs being featured on things. Yeah. Just Blaze went through that. Um, Chance that Rapper. Phase. Yeah, Chance, Chance Rapper had that. some of that. Uh, Big Sean had a choir. <laughs> that was part of the, the hardball uh, prim cinema. <laughs> Like earlier in the video, like every time something crazy happened, he would start playing ultralight beam. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, he might have did it like eight times in like a two minute period. That's like ultralight beam was not one of the best verses we've heard yeah, bro, in like crazy. the past decade. That was his grand opening, grand closing. <laughs> like that was a rap for him after that. I don't want to get into my chance rapper argument <laughs> right now. Another thing we can say, but I do have an argument. For Chance the Rapper. Like, for, like, defending him? Defending Chance the Rapper. What is there to defend? I feel like Chance the Rapper, people put him on oh such... People put him on such a very high pedestal. Okay. Because of the people that he surrounded himself with. Okay. He surrounded himself with Beyonce, yeah. Jay-Z, yeah. Kanye West. Yeah. And it was just like, yo, they these are some of the... duds. These are some of the greatest of all time. That's Auntie Yance, and nobody's calling you to help you with this ridiculous album. Yeah, and that's the thing. His last album, people bash that album so much, and it was a poor album. Honestly, never listened to it. It was, it was a poor album. The reason it was poor is because people were expecting him to top Coloring Book. There was no reason. Was coloring Book is really good. Really good. But people also didn't notice that his, his trajectory went his debut mixtape, 10 Day. Which okay. he did when he was 17. He, 10 day suspension. He put out 10 songs on a mixtape. Hmm. Then was um his next mixtape, Acid Rap. Which was a really, really Acid good mixtape. Really so Coloring Book had the hype. Yeah. Especially coming off of Ultralight Beam. People knew it was like, Chance Rapper. Like you always say about Big Sean. He could rhyme words really well. Yep. Coloring Book was a good album. Not really? as good as Acid Rap, in my opinion. I really liked Coloring Book. But it was produced better because he had the machine behind the budget. it. This next album, he wanted to do stuff for his um daughter, do stuff for his... Chance the Rapper still could rap words really well in my mind. It's just, y'all put him on this pedestal. Y'all are going to say Chance the Rapper is not as good of a rapper as far as rapping words than 90% of the other people out here who are making hit albums? Nope. I wouldn't make, I wouldn't make that argument. Yeah. And that's my thing. The type of person I am when it comes to listening to music, I listen to if you could rap. Mm. Like, rap. So, like, Logic's at the top of your list, then. I never enjoyed Logic, but Okay, he, so let's not do but, that, then. But he can rap. He rhymes words really well. He rhymes well. words really well. Chance Rapper has really good... What's the word? Not synonyms. He knows how to put a lot of things together that kind of hit... Okay. I think the song, We Go High, listen to it. The third verse on that um, song, he just goes... No, he nice. He goes off. And I'm just like, yeah. bro, if people just listen to this, you can understand that Chance Rapper could actually rap. Who is he signed to? I don't think he's signed still. That might be his problem. He, want, he wanted to do this whole thing indie. Um, that might be his problem, but... Uh, let me see if I can even find the song We Go High. We are going way off topic, I but I need to prove a point here. I just 
I think the trajectory failed. Like, I haven't heard anything crazy about yeah. anything you've said. I just think the trajectory dropped. And Let me see. I And yesterday, Revolt TV reports, Chance the Rapper reveals he's battling, battling PTSD. Okay, and we're going to get into that. After a friend's murder. We're going to get into that very soon. All right, so here's the verse that... I want to get a glory to you, God. One living true God. You make us booyah. Throw up the woo like you, God. They prop up statues and stones. Try to make a new God. I don't need an E-God. As long as I got you, God. Deep breathe the woo-saw. Pretty sure I need you in this season like a flu shot. I just sit and wait like I'm with Kirsten when she shoe shop. Know you always with me like how Diddy be with Blue Dot. Got us move around without the straps like a two-top. Got me big comfy like Molly's couch. Floating around the city like Malcolm X dollied out. They highly doubt, I guarantee it, this the part of my life, my lifetime movie probably bout. When they come to jump aboard, I won't ollie out. I too was once a snotty nose with a potty mouth. One day you get one oak that poppied out, and popping out don't seem as popular as just passing out. When time get rationed out, you get rationed out. But now he, he was talking. He, he talks. Now he was talking. But there's a verse in it. Here we go. Children born in one's youth are like arrows in the hands of a warrior. Well, I got an extendo with a long nose like Phineas. Kids proud like Phineas. BB and CC, I need like 20 twins. Got her in my family like Indian. Feel it in your gut like when you uppercut Balchinians. Speaking of guts, hush poking out like Winnian. The red shirt. Nah, he could rap. Yeah, he can rap. Feel it in your gut like when you uppercut Balchinians. I'm just like, y'all, y'all wasn't there for that. Nah. Y'all wasn't there for that. So I'm just like, there's there's certain times, certain moments where I'm like, he could rap. He just sometimes just wants to have fun. I think that reveals a larger issue with hip-hop. And I'm not going to dive. Okay, dip a toe. I'm going to dip a toe here. Hip-hop, the sport. As we saw with the recent verses, the Big Daddy Kane versus KRS-One. Mm-hmm. It began as sport. Yeah. It's no longer sport. Oh, you need to watch Wu-Tang series, bro. I do. I do. And sport is what made it great. Yes. And I feel like the people who we view at the top, the Drakes, the Coles, the Kendricks. The, they're competing. They're competing. But nobody else wants to look at this like a sport. They want to look at it as it's a game. It's a bag. It's it's a bag. I can't run that. And that's what... It's funny because a lot of people talk about it. Joe's talked about it before where he's just like... And I never thought about it that way where he's saying... I I think Kendrick has wanted to go at Cole for sport. Yes. I think Kendrick has wanted to go at Drake for personal reasons. But (laughs) Top is the one saying, Hey man, we are not about to mess this bag up. For that. Yeah. Once you leave, when PG Lang pop, when you solo, when you fulfilled your contract, you are free to go at whoever you choose. But until then... We we got money to make. You got money to make. And that's going to come up later, a little later in a, another conversation. Yeah. Well, and, but, that, and this part of the reason I think you should watch Wu-Tang series. Yeah. Your, your boy Ashton Sanders, the one that's always mad at the world, he plays RZA, but he literally... Dogs like this. But he brings up a point about how Wu-Tang was created. I'm going to put all y'all on a track. 
you're not here to combine with you're here to out rap yes. each other. Yes. You, that that's the job. We'll put it on all we'll put everything on the track and it's gonna sound fire. Yeah. But the way that they signed their deals was, yeah, you're signed to me, but you're all allowed to sign wherever else. Mm-hmm. You're gonna double up. You're here to out rap one another. This is a competition. Yes. Who's gonna make the who's gonna get the next bag? Yeah. And that's why Method Man Method Man was by far the he might not have been the best wordsmith in the group. I think that belongs more to Ghostface Killer, Raekwon. Mm-hmm. They were wordsmiths. And Jizza. But Method Man just knew how... He will out-rap the person before him every single... Yes. That's what you're putting on the track? Bet. He'll write something right there and out-rap the person before him every and, single time. And fam, like as a person who has recorded music with people who are like-minded, like... I remember, like, literally, so I, my first song I ever recorded was a song called um, Shorty Got Me Nice, right? <laughs> and it was really a solo song. I'm Jay, writing that down. Oh, it, it, I sent you the track now. It, it was some heat. I had some heat on that, Drake. We're playing that. Next. That's going to be new intro. Hey, man. Shorty Got Me Nice. Play with me if you want. <laughs> Pause. Yeah, hey, 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 my fault, my fault, my fault. But um, to that point, right? So, like, I wrote that whole song outside of the hook. I think Bobby wrote the hook. But um, I remember I had that song already recorded, right? I wrote my verse, first verse. I wrote Jay's second verse, and I wrote my last verse, right? This is back in the time where you people were writing, Ooh, writing three, verses, three right? verses. I wrote straight yeah, three sixteen. Do the multiplications, right? So um, I remember Giles. So we go to Bobby's crib. Giles is there, um, and Giles is like, "Yo, Corey, like." You should come, he, but Josh was always a, was my guy. So big yeah. bro, he was like, "We should hop on this next track." Like, he, he knew I rap, but had never heard me rap. And he was like, "Bet." And Bobby was like, "Yo, you want to hear like his the song he did the other day?" And he was like, "Cool." He played that song, and you were like, "Hey, Josh's face changed." Yeah, like he was like, "Yo, I bet AK was a fire." But that's but that's how it was. It was never like disrespectful. It was never. He was just like, "No, no, 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 no. There's no way I'm going to let." This sixteen-year-old come with that, oh, and I and I'm lazy or I'm lackadaisical. But a lot of people nowadays are. I'm keep bringing this dog up. <laughs> but a lot of people nowadays are more concerned with the bag than the sport well, of it. Which well, that is why we back, end up with that type of music. It brings it back to what we said a lot, our last podcast about Philadelphia rappers: Meek Mill, Will Smith, Freeway, and Uzi. There is no way anybody on that Mount Rushmore is out rhyming Freeway. Absolutely not. No, no way. Absolutely not. not even they're, a little bit. they're not in the same stratosphere. Nope. But the way that music has changed, they're yes. all going to be up there. I think the only rapper that is me is I think the only rapper from a popularity standpoint who has less than kinda is Will because no one looks at Will for Philly rap. Yeah, but I mean, but nobody in that four. If you were, four is a if you were to have like, way. you know, remember the show Yo Mama. Mm-hmm. When they used to go to different cities and be like, "Who the best?" What was that nigga's name? Uh, Wilmer uh, Guadalajara, something like that. <laughs> no, Wilmer Vald. I don't know. He was on that seventy show. Yeah, Valderrama. But, Valderrama, but they used to go from city to city. Yeah. If you did that and were like, "Yo, give me your best rappers from the city," and like a list like recording rappers, 
If you put Uzi up against Freeway today, oh, Uzi went, will not exist. We got 10 seconds before somebody's like, yo, get him out of here. Which is crazy because a lot of rappers say that Uzi is one of the best freestyle artists of today. Really? They say Uzi, Lil Baby, and um, Young Thug. Well, I think that's because rap has changed to that more melodic beat writing. Like, even, like, to Uzi's point, I've never heard Uzi say something where I was like, ooh, that was great. But you want to talk about a flow? He could you want to talk about a nigga who could ride a beat? He could. He could Uzi he going to unlock a pocket in that beat that you did not hear there. And you're just going to be like, oh, snap, that's crazy. Yeah, he, he could. Same thing with Doug. Well, that's how I felt about Juice World. Mm. Juice World could. He wasn't. He was another one. They say he was a great freestyle. Um. I forgot the name of the song, but he would get on a beat and it was just like, yo, Juice could, he could rap, mm-hmm. but it's just the beats definitely, definitely help. Yeah. Freeway, you could put him in a put room. You could put him in a room. Dead silent. Freeway will rap and you'll be like, yo, I know a beat that could yeah. go to this. Yeah. He could go acapella. So, but I digress. This is a conversation. We could go hours on well this left. stuff. We bro. Well left. We could go hours on this stuff. But you did bring up that thing about Chance, um, PTSD or... Yeah. Um, I have... It's a weird argument. Don't... Um, I don't want to be crucified for this argument. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it ties into what, what's happening with Ben Simmons. You know, for okay. the people that don't know Ben Simmons, he's saying he's taking time off because he's not mentally ready to play the game of basketball. Which I mean, in the Philadelphia market, they do, they are wild. Yeah. Philadelphia fans in general are crazy. He says he's not mentally ready and needs to take a mental break from basketball. My problem is when mental health is a serious thing. Very serious. But do you ever think people just use it as an excuse? Yeah. I think that's one of the times. And you this can't is, say that. You can't say it. Yeah. But I think that's one of the times. And this is why I'm just like, yo, you've had all... He's had months mm-hmm. to get prepared, do yeah. what you have to do. You, you want to be traded. They say they're not going to trade you. If he, if he got traded today, you don't think he plays the next game for 100%. the next team? 100%. He's saying he's not mentally prepared to play basketball. He's not mentally prepared to play basketball in Philadelphia. And this and this is why I'm just like mental health is such a serious thing. And somebody, somebody like Ben Simmons, who in my opinion, Ben Simmons is one of the most. He's a cocky person. Yeah, he's that was one of the things when he was drafted. He's like he thinks he's better than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Which at LSU he was. He was the guy. Even in high, even in high school he was the guy. And he yeah. played with D'Angelo Russell. He was yeah. the guy. It's gotten to that point where, are you just saying this so you don't get fined? Like they can't prove that you, they can't prove that you're lying. You could go through tests and be like, I know all the answers to this test. It's not like they could take a blood sample and be like, Dad, he is, he has high anxiety. To that point, I think you raise an excellent point, and this is gonna be a really. We talked earlier about my wide brushstrokes. Yeah. Um. I think the mental health community is going to have to treat this the same way that the LGBTQ plus community is going to have to treat Lil Nas X. P 
people have been through some crazy things. Yeah. Uh, whether it's the um, that I don't think I feel like alphabet community is a bad thing to say now. Although there's worse things. Joke. There's much worse things, but man, jokes, comedy, people, relax. Um, but that community um, has been through a lot of things. Like I don't believe that anybody should be persecuted for their lifestyle changes. Nobody should feel unsafe. Yeah. For any type of things. Nobody's so to that point, I understand why they guard it so heavy. But now you have a very, very there's a um a wolf in the sheep's den. I don't yeah. know if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. That it was so heavily guarded and protected that somebody else saw this and figured, you know what? If I if I align myself with these people then I can kind of make it. And, and the thing that they both decide to align themselves with are things that are so personal that nobody can question. Well, I mean, you you always bring up that Dave Chappelle line where he's like, yo, I know niggas that wear dresses to feel safe. Yeah. That's that, that's the exact same lane. Yes. And that's why I feel about this. It's like, and me, somebody who worked in the school system... Yeah. I've seen kids, you know, say, you know, I have ADHD, ADHD, another serious thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have ADHD, so I can't take this test. I, I, This is why I behave in such a way. I have anxiety, so this is why I can't do this, that, the third. You know what, teenagers, whatever. Mm-hmm. You're a teenager, you're going through a hundred other different things. Even that's tough. But it, I agree it's tough. But we're in the sports community where this stuff like this has been brought to the forefront ever so recently mm-hmm. especially naomi mental Osaka. yeah like naomi osaka demar Derozan, kevin yeah. love yeah it's like they literally are like demar Derozan. demar Derozan, for example when he um when he was in high school he played in compton he mm-hmm. went to college at usc he was petrified because he never left california mm-hmm. when he got drafted by the raptors mm-hmm. he's petrified he was in Toronto for every time he changes teams, it's like it's a whole different shift for his psyche yeah. because he's diagnosed with this. Yeah. So it's just like, yo, if you spend your entire life in a place and now you're going to a dip, not only that, he was going to a different country. Yep. Different country, different climate, different languages, different people. Yes. Like, nothing looks the it, same. It's it's crazy. We expect a lot of these professional athletes. Yeah, we we expect a whole lot, especially with you're getting traded left and right. Yeah. I was watching the Heat game yesterday, and Ish Smith plays for the Charlotte Hornets. He's been on 12 NBA teams in an 11-year career. That's nuts. It's crazy. That's why I always, and I hate the NCAA. I despise why? the NCAA. Because before six months ago, they were profiting off of a majority of African-American, young black men who had to go through them. And weren't even allowed to like um, monetize off their likeness. Like I understand amateur versus professional. If you are paid to do a thing, you are no longer an amateur. I'm not paid to play basketball. I'm paid because people think my face is worth something. And we're in the age of influencers now. We're getting the meta and Facebook and all that stuff later. But to that point, when you, I view a signing, I view the signing day as like humongous, whether it's football or basketball, whatever. Signing day for college, although I hate the NCAA, is humongous for me. Because think about it. If you're in the NFL, you got to be there for three years. 
Yes. So this is the only choice you get to make for three years of college, unless you transfer out. We hope that doesn't happen. We hope you make a good chance of choice the first time. You're on a four-year rookie deal. If you're good, they're going to extend you with the fifth-year option. And then after that fifth year, you get to make a decision. That's eight years before you have any choice or, or leverage over anything about where you'll live, where your family will be, where your children will go to school, any of that. For eight years, you are locked in off that first decision. It's a draft. They mm-hmm. make those decisions for you after. In the NBA, you have one year. You go. Let's say you leave. You Kyrie Irving play six games. You leave, right? You get drafted. It's another four-year deal. It's two and two, right? Yep. Two-year guarantee. They two get to the re-up. Option. Exactly. Team brings you back because you like that. Two more years. Now you're at five. Then the NBA penalizes you because they protect their smaller markets. If you want to leave, you can't make as much money. The team that drafted you can offer you more money because of what? Your bird rights. So now if you, let's say you're worth $200 million on a Supermax after that five years is done, you can't get $200 million if you leave. You yeah. can only get that $200 million if you stay. So what's the uh, average extension? Another three or four years? Yep. So if you want to make the money you're worth, you have to stay in that place for, an, for nine years. So it, it's very, like, we expect so much out of these athletes, and a lot of these athletes are people who come from underprivileged homes. They come from underserved communities. They come from high level where any scientist or therapist or psychiatrist will look at their living situations and go, you have PTSD. And it's that simple. It is It is honestly that simple. And it's, you, for the next nine, almost a decade of your life, you will have no cha- no choice over your circumstance. It, it's it's crazy. And that's why... But you got money, though, so it's cool. It, and that's the thing that kind of irks me about the Ben Simmons situation. Mm-hmm. I'm, ben Simmons says every, if he is going through this, yes, every right. Take your time. Yep. But it's just it's the timing is what weirds me. I'm a big yeah. I'm a big proponent on timing. Same here. You, you same here. You've been requesting trade, requesting trade, requesting yeah. trade. You okay, get, you go there and don't even play hundred percent. Yeah, you, you got you your get, phone in your pocket. You, you get, get kicked, kicked out, out of practice. You so you didn't come when you got when you reported back, which we all know is a money thing. Yes, when you reported back, you, you didn't said go right then and there. Hey man, I ain't been feeling it. Ever since that series, my mind has been in 18 million different places. That's all you had to say. And I would to be honest, I would have respected it because I understand it. 100%. The amount of pressure that is put on. To, he's not even, what? Ben Simmons is 23 years old. He's not 23. Ben Simmons is 23. He's, there's no way. I know he's younger than us. Hey, Siri, no how old is Ben Simmons? Ben Simmons okay, is 25. 25 years old. That's why, that, that was more or less right. where I was thinking. I know he's younger than us, but that was more or less what I was ben, thinking. All right, 25 years old. That's still really young. It's still really, really young. That's for really young. For the amount of pressure that has been put on his shoulders. Yeah. It, it's it's crazy. But you, even you said in a different conversation earlier, when you take that type of money, you're no longer a player. You're no longer a person. You're an investment. You are an investment. And with... You bringing up the whole NCAA um, regulations. That's why I'm like, the Mikey Williams deal. I looked deeper into the Mikey Williams-Puma deal. Mm-hmm. He signed with Puma is signing everybody. Puma, yeah. like, they're on a roll. Well, Puma's they smart. Signed, they just signed LaMelo Ball. Puma's smart. The typical shoe contract goes, do you want, if I'm Jordan or Nike, do you want, I have $10 million for you. I can either give you eight in apparel and two in cash, 
or two in two in apparel and eight, eight in cash. cash. And people were like, I want the Jordans. I want the apparel. But Puma's like, hey, man, I got $10 million for you here. And if you want some apparel, call me. That's it. That's it. And, Puma, and don't get me wrong. Puma's basketball shoes are very comfortable. Trust I've me. Never, I've tried, you I've tried, tried them, them on. Okay. They're just... They look like a. They look like an ACL snap waiting to happen, but so does everything Adidas makes. Yes. But, yeah. but um, the Mikey Williams deal. He is seventeen years old. Seventeen. He has not walked into a gymnasium for his senior year of basketball. He just signed a multi-year deal with a large shoe company. He's an investment. Mm-hmm. And like I s- stated um earlier to you, only two. Two and a half players have really, before going to the next level, signed such a lucrative deal. LeBron James, Sebastian Telfair, Lance Stevenson had a chance but turned it down. If Mikey Williams isn't LeBron James, you are, you're kind of putting a lot of eggs in a basket at this point. But the only difference now is, are you putting your investment in Mikey Williams, the basketball player, or Mikey Williams, the social influencer. B. So, because I would argue that from a social influencer perspective, he is LeBron James. Yes, I I I could see where you're going with that, but it's like he's. I even looked it up today. He's not the fourth ranked prospect. He's the eleventh. He's not even top ten in his class. He's a number two, um, two guard. combo guard. Combo guard. Yeah. But he's eleventh ranked prospect. He, I, I'm thinking. Of number one prospects I've seen play basketball in my life. I've seen John Wall live. Live. John Wall was different. Yep. I saw him at the Jordan Classic. And he was playing with guys like DeMarcus Cousin. He's playing against guys who play professional basketball to this day. Mm-hmm. He didn't score a single point in the first half. I remember I remember after you went. Yep. Yeah. Keep going. I was just like, oh, maybe he ain't all that. How we were talking about Jimmy Butler flips the switch. John Wall turned his switch on. Yeah. And he's he was the fastest guy on the floor. He yeah. scored 20. He had 25 and 11 in the second half. That's ridiculous. He he was different. Yeah. OJ Mayo was a number 1 prospect. Bucket. Tyreek Evans was a number 1 prospect. Bucket with handles. Brandon Jennings oh was a God. number 1 prospect. So, but look at where they are now. Yeah. If you are investing in the player that Mikey Williams is, if he doesn't live up to what they were, why are you investing so much? I'm not saying Brandon Jennings was a bust. Brandon Jennings could get buckets in the league, mm-hmm. but he isn't what they expected. Oh. Another one who's... Here's a bust. Emmanuel Moody. I was just thinking of the same person. Emmanuel Moody was a number one prospect. Emmanuel Moody is the reason that I hate the NCAA. Continue. Had full-ride scholarship to SMU. Projected to go in the top three of the NBA draft after completing... He decides to go overseas. And he has a pretty decent season overseas. And what did he fall to in the draft? Emmanuel falls to eight, loses all that money, ends up in a terrible situation, and never rebounds. And sure, you can make the argument that he wasn't talented to that point at the pro level. But he should have never had had to choose. And we've had that conversation previously. We talked about that whole NCAA, uh, NCAA, NAACP. That's way too close. <laughs> um, writing the letter to black athletes, asking them to reconsider signing with Texas sport clubs because yeah. of recent laws that they've passed. But I've, I've been on here and I've said it before. The world makes black people choose between their pride 
in their yeah. pockets. Yes. The family defeat. What do you mean I can't sign with that? I know that Texas is going to be trash. If I'm Mark Ingram and I'm trying to catch a bag before I go out, Dude, what do you mean I can't? I know they racist. I have kids to feed. That's what you have to do. That's what you have to do. You're, you're going to have to make that money yeah. somehow. This Mikey Williams deal, it's just, me as the basketball fan that I am, I'm looking at 24-7 sports right now. The number best prospects of all time. They rank the GOAT. Andrew Wiggins, the best high school prospect of all time. He was a bucket. Anthony Davis, Nerlens Noel. Nerlens Noel is the reason Noel is the reason I'm a Kentucky fan. Harrison Barnes. Yeah. He he was Young great. Kobe. Young Kobe. Young Kobe. Ben Simmons. Scalabissier. Scalabissier. Shabazz Muhammad, who I... Yo, I thought Shabazz, Shabazz Muhammad was going to be nasty. that guy. Shabazz Muhammad was supposed to be nasty. And then you keep going down. There's Jared Sullivan. He's been for a little bit. There's Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Jabari Parker, number 15. I'm really surprised that Jabari is as low as he was. Josh, Jabari was a bust. Josh Selby. Stanley Josh Johnson. You're, you're going into players who... Didn't make the league. Didn't make the league. And that's my thing. This kid is the number 11 prospect in this. And this is a weak class for him to be a number 11 prospect. You are investing a lot of money. Like you said, you're investing in the TikTok, Instagram, Mm -hmm. Mikey Williams. Well, they're not alone. They're not. You don't think. Here's the thing. He's number 11. The G League gives what, like three to five slots to kids that don't go to college? I think they opened it up. Is it more than three? Was that just like a trial thing? It was a trial thing. You don't think they're going to call him with that top bucket? Hey, man, don't don't worry about no college. Don't worry about no HBCU. We'll pay you because your following will bring you, and he's going to have to make these choices. Hopefully, the money he's taking from Puma, the money he's taking from all these other companies while he's in high school will allow him to kind of double down on those statements he made earlier about HBCUs. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I, what, what was that um, Puma deal worth? It doesn't have the numbers. It's it, a lot. If they're reporting it, it's, it's a, lot. a lot. It's a it's a multi-year deal. They don't have the numbers yet, but it's a lot. If he, God forbid, blows his knee out at the first day at Fayetteville State, right? Or he goes to FAMU and he does not play another look at basketball, his family should be okay. They yeah. should be cool. Especially, and I hope, uh, now you start to wonder some other things. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen, like, the gyms that he trains at. Yeah. They're That's not cheap. Gyms. Very exclusive. Who's bankrolling that? I would assume it's his parents. I would hope it's his parents. And that nobody else is aiding him as an amateur. But what does it really mean to be an amateur basketball player these days? Uh, and that's the thing. It's That's up to... I remember LeBron James had to sit out two games his senior year because... Was that a championship or something like that? Uh, No, it was right before the championship, okay. actually. Because he signed jerseys. He had the Escalade, too. No, that isn't why they got they got him for the signed jerseys. Really? Not for the Hummer that somebody bought his mother. Uh, like, you could have got I think the cell phone was part of that whole scandal, too. Like, think about how nuts it is that they like, yo, you bought him a cell phone. Like, bro, that's a $4 track phone. That <laughs> exactly. is trying to get me at this point. Exactly. But they didn't get him for the Hummers because he signed jerseys for a friend, and they sold the jerseys for money. Oh, that's ridiculous. That's that's what they got him for. But imagine the situation. Like so here and that's the nuts thing about it. Like, think about how LeBron came up. It's just me and my mom. 
Does he have any siblings? Is he his only child? No, wa- watch more than the game documentary. Really good documentary. Yeah, but he's the only child? Only child. Only child. Just me and moms. I done struggled to watch her put food on the table my whole life. And I have an opportunity not to be paid to play the sport. Not St. Vincent St. Mary is not cutting me a check to go to class and play the sport here. But somebody wants to buy my jersey and I sell it. Like, think about it. Think about it like this. If he took his game own jersey, let's say there ain't no food in the crib, and he takes the jersey off his back, and somebody's like, yo, I'll give you $50 for that jersey off your back. And he goes and he feeds his family off that. He shouldn't be able to play that game. But that's an NCAA. I, I, oh, I think I told it's you. Nuts. I told you the Shabazz that's why I hate Nap- them niggas. I, I told you the Shabazz Napier story, I think, when he was win- winning the national championship at UConn. Yeah. He couldn't eat half the days of the week because he didn't have the money. But he also couldn't make money because he couldn't make anything off his likeness. And also, because. you're practicing. You have school. The only way he was able to eat is if somebody bought him food on campus. And that's weird to me because uh, we, we, we've used the word investment so much. Like, how are you not making sure these kids are fed? And he not the six seven. 350-pound offensive guard at Alabama. This nigga's like 6'1", buck 80 if, if I at saw, the most. If I saw him at Fitness Connection right now, I'd be like, yo, food. Yeah. Like, yeah, check up. Like, Let's go. So the fact that he hungry is nuts to me. Like, how little of food are you providing these children? Because that's what they are. They're children. Yep. How little food are you providing these children at school if they have to, like, talk about it? Or if you're making... i never forget that... Um, Elite eight to the final four because Aaron Harrison hit the shot against Michigan to send Kentucky from the elite eight to the final four. Yes. And Calipari made like 600, 700,000 just for off that. that shot. And then he did it again, like two days later. And I forgot who we beat to go see Wisconsin. No, we went to go see UConn. You beat Wisconsin to go see UConn. Does it again and Calipari off the the deals that he signed? That's like a buck, like one point five million. The kids see none of that money. Nothing, nothing. You mean to tell me? Because that Kevin Ollie was at UConn at that point. That was Kevin Ollie's UConn. Kevin Ollie wasn't taking them little niggas out for pizza like Keanu Reeves, Reeves and Harbaugh after he hit them shots. <laughs> who's not feeding the these chip. kids? We, we going, going to the, the who's not feeding these kids, bro? Like it, it's so many different levels of ridiculousness. I'm telling you, if my if I had children, if they were playing sports, there's no way. Especially in the technology era, I'm telling like imagine me at like in my mid 40s with a 17 year old son. Who wants to play basketball, right? Mm-hmm. I'm packing Aaliyah up. We are selling the house. We going to China for a year. We going to Italy for a year. Making the money. Have to. Making the money. Have to. Because this can all go like that. We watch. There's a lot of people out here with bachelors and masters and doctorates who are sweeping up food line right now. So what? how much is that education really going to cost? That, and that... That's a catch twenty two. Jay said Jalen Green made what five hundred thousand last year playing in the G League. Yep. All right. Sign me up. Yeah. Go ahead, son. Sign me up. Zaire Wade's about to do what for whatever reason? Like he's actually that good to play for that team? He's not. He's not. But I love nepotism. So do I. I love nepotism. You did you read that um, quote Shaq um, said the other day? He's Mm -hmm. like, 
My kids always act like we're rich. I did see that. I'm rich. Fact. <laughs> not, not rich. I'm rich. And I was just like, yes. He's like, if y'all make money, give me a great business plan, then maybe I'll invest. Yep. Till then, I'm rich. Y'all my kids. I give you what I want. And yeah. I'm just like, I love that. Yeah, I, I love that. And I'll rephrase to make sure people understand. I love, I'll give you a perfect example. I, my first dev job my architect was the most like na- the nastiest developer I've ever met in my life. Like right. the way this dude thought was ridiculous. And he had that company by the cojones. Like they would not <laughs> let him go. He hired his son-in-law. He hired his son. He hired two homies from his church. He, and, and thankfully like I'm talking about to say, could they do their job? No. Well, oh. son-in-law could. Okay. Son, law my guy. Son, law was he, but no, at the time, none of us could, including myself. Okay, I was part of that. I came into his like meant like mentee who was my mentor. Right, none of us could do the job, but he was get we gave we were given the opportunity because he was so good at what he did. Fair enough. So when I say I love nepotism, I love the thought of being so good at what you do somebody that people is going to be able to eat off of somebody it. Somebody else can at least get the chance. Like, yeah. I, hey man. If he don't work out, he don't work out. But at the very least, he got the opportunity. He got the shot for it. I mean, I, I've seen that plenty of times. That's yeah. not, not even a joke, but I know. Miles Sanders, I are. Yeah, since so you got the same alert. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I don't know, man. It's, it's going to be an interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how all of this pans out, especially with Meta. Yeah. I was, re- I was hoping this is where you would go. I was reading up on it, and it just seems like... Okay, I was watching Inception the other day. Yep. And it just seems like you want to create a world... Yeah. A world better than the world that you're in. Yeah. Second life. Yeah. You ever... <laughs> anybody... And here's your tech correspondent. Do, 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 do. Like, you want a tech <laughs> yeah. correspondent? You ever see Ready Player One? Yes. Exactly what it is. It's a, it's a great movie. A great, really, really great movie. But it's that's extreme level of what Meta, previously Facebook, is trying to create. Right now, it's like, and it's not as far away as people think. It's not, but it's like people are like, "Oh, it's gonna be like The Sims." I'm like, "Nah, it's gonna be here. Here's The Sims. Here's The Sims on drugs." Yes, <laughs> this is your brain all crack. Like, yes, <laughs> bro. Like, but. Think of, but this is why I say it is, it's so crazy. Lord, please come save us. Um, <laughs> the world shut down last year. It did. Off a very real virus. Yes. That people were aware of before it became so rampant, right? Didn't the want cor- to do anything about it. Didn't want to do nothing about it. I am like the perfect example, bro. Like, and say same with you. Anybody who worked a desk job, we took our, we didn't even get back in the office to take our stuff. They're like, yo, if you got your laptop, go home. If you don't, we'll send it to you. <laughs> yeah. And we were inside the four walls of our homes for a year before they opened everything back up. It's not impossible to think that, hey, if certain everything is automated these days, everything can be handled on a computer. That's why it's funny. Um, there was a, a politician. He's 
famous for saying, like, for the proposal that the U.S. should pay citizens a yearly stipend yeah. for being citizens. Yeah. Um, Andrew Yang. And one of the things that Andrew Yang said was the African-American and Latino communities, but specifically the African-American community, will have a negative net worth within the next 25 to 30 years because of the type of work that African-Americans are typically found doing. And Dick Gregory also says something similar to um, that the only equity black people have is sweat equity. You got to dance, you got to you gotta hoop, you got to play football, you got to do something. It's true. It's Either slang, crack rock, have a wicked jump shot. That's a bar. But yeah, facts. So when those things go away, we see esports becoming a, a, a gaming group just went public. Yes. I can invest in a gaming group. <laughs> this is not as far away as niggas think it is, bro. It, it isn't. And I mean... First of all, Mark Zuckerberg is a robot. Yeah. But. That's why I said, because it's funny enough, right? And I, I'm on LinkedIn. This yeah. is right after I get this job. And this dude is just like, you know, because I, I, I activated like the premium LinkedIn because I'm trying to get the job. Yeah. And this is black dude and keeps like viewing my profile, viewing my profile like daily. And he's a recruiter for Facebook every single day. Viewing my profile. I'm like, so right. you knew something had to be up. Something's up, right? Yeah. And I'm talking to Aaliyah about it. And she's like, so like if he called you about a job at Facebook, would you take it? I yeah. said, heck no. It's all remote. It's like, right? <laughs> she was like, why? But Facebook's the biggest. I said, I have a full, I have a full on theory. I'm not going to get into all mic about Facebook being the end of this world. And then lo and behold, two and a half, three weeks later, they start planning it. They make press releases about it. This is the end of the world as we know it. I own stock stock in Facebook, so as you should. I mean, it, and, it, and they're coming for Facebook, but this might be their only saving grace. Yeah. After that whistleblower, after all these and, other and, things, and that's why the timing of it was so crazy. You just went through someone literally saying Facebook has all this information, so much data, and they're they're using it. Yeah. It's just you don't see it yet. You remember how we used to be so obsessed with the idea of like people planting chips inside of us. Yeah, people still are with the whole vaccine. Why? You carry your chip around with exactly. you, my nigga. Like, have you ever been away from your phone for longer than 30 minutes? It's paranoia. I have. <laughs> it's, but it's weird. Like, yeah. bro, like, I I've, um, I read this book called, like, The 5 a.m. Club, right? So for the last, like, three weeks, I've been trying to wake up at 5 a.m. And that requires me to put my phone in my bathroom at 9 o'clock so I can have so, an hour of phone-free, screen-free time. Yeah. The first week was the most paranoid experience I've ever. Yo, my mom calling me. Yo, like somebody. Yo, what's something happened? What they got to get in contact? Nigga, relax. Like your you'll handle it in the morning. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, man, and my wife's there, and she's not putting her, her phone away for nothing. Yeah. But I'm just like, it's they. There's so many data points. We have wearables. We have watches. They know your heartbeat. We're entering. Like, bro, if they wanted to know my diet. Because of the app I use for this for this macro counting, they know what I'm putting in my body. There's so many data points, bro. And, and people act like they act like it's not like right in front of our faces. Nice. Like, dude, the other I bought a bottle of Doctor Stoners. It had to be like three weeks ago. Okay. The amount of Doctor Stoners ads, mind you, <laughs> mind you, I bought it with my credit card. Yeah, my credit card ain't even connected to my phone like that. They know, but. Facebook, it's like, oh, try some this with Doctor Stone. I'm just like, yo, I like, know. 
why do you know this about me? I need to apologize to Aaliyah because I went at Google Home at work. And I brought it home and she said something I thought was so stupid. But she was right. I just didn't realize how right she was. She, she was just like, I don't like it being here. So what do you mean? She said, I feel like it's listening to me. I said, well, there's always that opportunity, but you, we're so low on the H- FBI is supposed to want it list. I don't think they come to kick our door down anytime yeah. soon. And she was, she was like, yeah, but I just don't like it listening to me. Like, I feel like it's going to like recommend me stuff to buy. I was like, is that a problem? And she was just like, not really. I just don't, I just feel like they're just going to start pushing stuff into my face because they can hear our regular conversations. Exactly. And they can. They can. That's why. I, and that's why I think I saw that meme where it's like, yo, Google, turn your mic off. <laughs> and it's like my mic is off it's like hey Google the microphone is I'm like hey, I thought you turned your mic off I'm like what's going on you around the corner right yep you just hey listen. man I could listen but you turn my mic off if you want me to hear but you trying to be messy Google I yeah, see super you. messy they, but every there's the access, Amazon Alexa's yeah. they have a whole suite bro dude there's access to everything Every single thing. John Gruden got caught with emails from 10 years ago yep. that nobody, nobody asked for this. Nope. Nobody asked for it. And it's funny. That's that's a really interesting thought. Like, I always had a thought as a kid growing up that technology just made us lazier. Yeah. So, like, I remember being a kid. Like, you remember, how, like, did you have any gaming systems, like, early gaming systems? Oh, uh, the... I used to play um, my aunt and uncle's Nintendo 64. How long do you remember those cords being for the controllers for the Nintendo 64? You had to be close. You had to be hella close to that television. You had to be close, bro. And then you get to the PlayStation. I remember my play. I remember first PlayStation 2 we got. The cords were super long. I'm on the couch with it. Like, just yeah. chilling. I got a little space. My mom was already mad I was so close to the TV. It was like, I bet. That walk over the wire. Yeah, ex- exactly, right? Then PS3 came out, Xbox 360 came out. They got wireless controllers. I don't even got to get up to turn the thing on. It's crazy. And I, and now they got the Cortanas and the like the voice activated joints. I just remember as a kid going, "Yo, I'm getting lazier and lazier with these video games." Like I have to, I used to have to make an investment to play video games. That's how I feel about television. Like I remember yeah. when I used to like lose the remote, I would literally go up to the TV and just press Oh, I got to go back. Now, I could literally just be like, hey, I'd be like, hey, Siri, turn on my TV. I've heard it. My TV goes right on. I'm just like, because I don't feel like looking for my remote. Nigga, do you even like, when you get the television, do you even care about the remote? No. As long as I have the ability to do it from my phone, who cares? The amount of time, like, I have two TVs, and sometimes I bring the TV from my office to my bedroom if I want to, like, watch a game while I'm in bed. So, I bring it to my bedroom. I, I do not look for the remote whatsoever. I'm just like, I got my remote next to me. Turn the TV on. Do what I got got to do with my phone. Yep. For real. We're, we're being lazy. This meta thing is going to... It doesn't scare me. It's just so... It's surreal that we're going to have this virtual... Like, a virtual world mm-hmm. that people are going to start integrating into. It. It, this is how, like... People just get lazy. There's so many movies that were made about yes, this. Yes. Where it's just like, okay, you never have to leave your house, but you could leave your house. What are you talking about, dog? Like, yep. like it, it's scary. I mean, somebody gonna have to leave your, their house, but you don't. 
You don't got to. <laughs> Somebody, like, and even that is kind of like gonna get a little sketchy. They're gonna have drones flying around, they're gonna have other type of stuff. Dude, but I'm like, gonna be walking around about, with a shotgun, like, yo, nah, bro. But think about like the pandemic. Like, I was ordering groceries to the crib. If I didn't live in a prohibition state, I could have ordered I, lick to the crib. See, I just, I could not, I cannot leave myself to do that. I was just like, I love it. Oh man, I was just like, yo, give me Corona. I'm not having somebody. <laughs> I'm not having somebody. My pet peeve is produce. Yeah. If somebody picked a bad orange one time, so I, go with I, bags. I, I would have found them. I would have thrown an orange in their face. Yeah. Cause you so look at your phone like, huh? It says Cherie picked out my food. Bring me Cherie, or I'm gonna set this whole place on Exactly. You think this is an okay orange? <laughs> so I and I'm I'm a big like. I always shop for fruit, like grapes, mm-hmm. oranges. is always in my crib, so I need Freaky fresh. Boy. I need fresh produce, bro. Makes sense. I need fresh produce. I'm make tacos. Like, how are you gonna give me wilted lettuce? Wilted lettuce is just that's nasty. That is. I can have not crunchy lettuce on a taco. Yeah, I want no parts. So you know stupid. the funny thing about it is during like the height of the pandemic, I was going to the store because that was my only chance to leave the house. Yo, it was. But so as good. the restrictions lifted, I started shopping online because I didn't <laughs> feel like dealing with it. No, was... Like they bought buy food line up the block. They got the little like secure checkout. We can oh, just pull yeah, up. I saw that they put your joint in and you leave. Like I'm like, oh, this is too easy for me not to do now, fam. No man, that I is... can make grocery lists on the app. Like it's crazy. Like. Yeah. Couldn't be me. I'm old school. Bro. I believe it. I understand. I'm old school. I'm trying to go back to MySpace. <laughs> right. We can all go back to, to. It's time to apologize to Tom. It just, is. Just we all thought it was MySpace. weird that we had the one original friend that's white dude in his basement. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just like, on. Dag, Tom. I miss you, bro. Yeah, man. He never tried to steal my data. He just had some really dope backgrounds. I just post. I, I, I miss. I miss the MySpace days, but now we got Instagram. Ah, oh, the TikTok. How long do we have Instagram? That's owned by Facebook. Yeah. How long do we have what? That's why we moved from WhatsApp. That that shutdown for that day when Instagram, Facebook, and WhatsApp went down. It's crazy for me. I was just like, I don't like the amount of data that they have to shut down. That's like saying if the government shut down for a day. Yep. This is just the same level. They, they be threatening that every couple of years too. Yeah, they always do. <laughs> but it's like they have just the amount, the same amount of information mm-hmm. F- between Facebook, WhatsApp, and Instagram. Somebody could literally be. That's why catfishing is so easy now. Yeah. Somebody could be you in a heart in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, I texted my wife the last four of my social like yesterday, and I didn't think about it until after I sent it. It's. It's weird. I'll say I probably shouldn't have did that. Well, that's I I I used to date this girl. She um, I'm broke still for me. <laughs> I I used to date this girl, and she just um she will always have her credit card and her ID like as pictures on her phone because she always would forget it. And I'm just like, bro, nah, like no. Who needs to fix that habit when you have a phone? That in the. 80s, 90s, early 2000s, even kind of like 2010s, early 2010s. All right, I gotta stop leaving. I, I didn't miss too many lunch <laughs> lunches. But I did not been able to pay my bills too many times. But my times. thing is, yo, literally, all these people, you know, you connect stuff to iCloud. Somebody yeah. could get into a cloud. So there's always somebody smarter than you. Yes. 
always somebody smarter than you. And with, they could be you. With no true feeling about how the world spins. As like, um, you remember that show on Netflix, Startup? Yeah. There was this Asian dude. I forget his name, but it was a really funny name for an Asian dude. I'm going to find it. <laughs> I don't want... If it's it racist. Was, it, is, it was Day, day One. Okay. Day One. Um, that is actually hilarious. Right? Like a different story that I uh, <laughs> But Day One was just like a hired hacker. Yeah. Like, I'll hack you because he told me to. And depending on the bag you put up, I'll hack him right after I finish it. No problem. I I know how the world spins. I know what I have at my hands. I really don't care. Just give me the money. I just want like I'm a like I'm a loser. I ain't got no hoes. Like where this money will kind of like fund these things. So it, for the life I have, if y'all willing to pay for it, I'll hack whatever. Like and he hacked like the smartest person in the whole show, like within like a ten minute period. Light work. Light work. And she knew like the second she saw his tag at the bottom of the hack, she was like, I know who that is. It raps for me. But there, you know how many people there are like that out here? More than you know. Bro. Dude, yeah. I feel like with our acumen, we could learn how to be hackers yeah. very, rather quickly. Quickly. So, like I said, this whole meta thing. It's, it's going to be interesting because everybody's going to be living second life. And then, you know, there's going to be a lot <laughs> yeah. of flying Dwights. You got to make the second second life. <laughs> <laughs> You got to get away from There's going to be a lot of Dwights in this month. For those who want to get away even further. <laughs> oh, man. Similar. All right. Uh, hour and change in. Uh, do you, since we agreed on this little switch up for this podcast, do you happen to have a MySpace moment for today? Or do you I, want me to start with my somebody did this? Go ahead and start with somebody did this. Okay. Well, you d- usually do your somebody did this. is something that, you know, sounds crazy in a booth, like very questionable. Mm-hmm. Mine is more so, this happened not too long. If this song were to come out today, there will be pitchforks. <laughs> there will be oh, torches. Man. Don't get us canceled. I'm, I'm going to ask you real quick before I you know, mention this song. Mm-hmm. If there is one song that balances misogyny and racism on a like deep level, out of all the songs that you could think of, what song do you think I'm thinking about? Balances misogyny and, and like racism, like just a touch of racism, just enough. I'm, I don't know. So the song that I'm thinking of is "Girls, Girls, Girls" by Jay Z. Yeah, that's a really good call there. "Girls, Girls, Girls" by Jay Z. I was listening I mean, wait, to. Wait, he was showing some love during it. He was right? showing love. Let's look up the lyrics okay. to Girls, Girls, Girls by Jay-Z. Okay. Which, first of all, coming off the blueprint, 2001, September 11th, one of the best, my opinion, the best album of all time okay. is Girls, Girls, Girls. I mean, is the blueprint. Had Takeover was the intro song, which was the Nas diss. Yep. It had Song Cry, which was <laughs> the song everybody thought was a love song. Until you realize he was literally just talking about how he's messing with mad girls. First verse, I got this Spanish chica. She don't like me to roam. So she called me cabron plus maricon. Mm. Says she likes to cook rice. So she likes me home. I'm like, un momento, mommy, slow your tempo. If that entire thing is just like, okay, let's do every stereotype I can think of of a Spanish chick right quick. Yeah, the theme here. 
I got this black chick. She don't know how to act. Always talking out her neck, making her finger snap. She said, listen, Jigga Man, I don't care if you rap. You better R-E-S-P-E-C-T me. Let's read the fake reference. Because it's a black, it's a black woman. I got this French chick that loves to French kiss. She thinks she's Bo Derek wear her hair in a twist. My Shetty Amour, 2A Bell, Mercy, you find us what? But you giving me hell. Like, he's just, he's going off. But, yeah, he's going off. But here's the end of that, that verse. He goes, and now that Spanish chick, French chick, Indian and black. That's fried chicken, curry chicken. Damn, I'm getting fat. Oh, yeah, Arroz con pollo, French fries and crepes. An appetite for destruction, but I scraped the plate. All right, so. He goes, why? That's a bar. It's a bar. But it's today's climate. There's no way he There's gets no it. way he There's goes. No way he gets it. But and you know why? Because preference and experience don't mean anything to the people who experience them, only to the people who feel affected by them. Yeah. If Jay-Z's life, and this, this album came out in 2001. Yep. In 2001, he's what? Third, 20? No, Jay-Z's no. passing. Jazz maybe, started rapping at like 20. So maybe he's like he's approaching thir- 30? Approaching, approaching 30. 30, yeah. So let's say in 30 years of rap, he might have seen and met every single one of these chicks. And he is calling on personal experience. But it don't matter. It don't. But he goes off. Mind you, this is one of my favorite. Even the last verse. Uh, I got this paranoid chick. She's scared to come to the house. A high contract that says, ouch, before I whip it out. I got a chick from Peru that sniffed Peru. She got a cousins at cousins that gets it through. <laughs> Here's the bar that makes it funny. I got this Chinese chick. Had to leave her quick because she kept bootlegging my ish. Hey, I-, I got this African chick with Eddie Murphy on her skull. She like, Jiggy man, why you treat me like animal? That's a Said, bar. excuse me, Miss Fufu, but when I met you, I'm just like, yo, it is a bar. Now you want to have. It's a bar, but if this song were to no, he'd be done. He he'd be done. And you know the interesting thing because I've heard this before. Jay Z and Beyonce don't talk. They don't. They pop out. They po- have you seen their new commercial where Jay Z uh Beyonce singing Moon River to Jay Z while he's recording her? Nah, dude, it's an elegant commercial. Hey, I. It's not it. the Tiffany ad, right? I think it is a Tiffany. I've seen ad. okay. I've seen the pictures of the Tiffany ad. Dude, not the it's video. such an elegant commercial. First of mm. all. Beyonce needs to stop singing old songs. She needs to stop remaking songs. It gets on my nerves. Okay. Because, I mean, this song has been remade over and over again. The latest person to remake it was Frank Ocean. But when she made new songs, don't nobody like to hear them. (laughs) Nobody want to hear her. Nobody want to hear her sing Moon River. But see, they, they pop out, they do shows, they sing their songs, they... Dressing gold and getting a Africa bag. Jay Z twists his hair up, all types of crazy, trying to get his Basquiat vibe. As he should, as he should. And because if Beyonce or Jay Z ever made like a single, like one tiny, tiny, tiny little like misstep, they'd start digging into some crazy things. They will, and yeah. I think they know that, which is why we don't hear from them individually. Or we don't hear from them unless they get to control it. Like, think, what's the last like Jay Z interview that you remember? Uh, 
it's last Beyonce. I, I, yeah, I, I see him pop out at like Nets games, but he doesn't do interviews or anything. Don't do interviews unless he can control them or he likes the people who's interviewing. Like the last interview I remember Jay doing was after 444. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And he has Elliot interviewing him. Like, that's his man's. Like, that's, a wild, that's what, 444 was two, three years? At least. Yeah. Moment more than that. The, the pandemic kind of shrinks a lot of our minds as far as time goes. Yeah, I know. I was talking to my godson the other day. I was like, Miami Heat were in the finals a year ago. It's two seasons ago, but they were in the finals a year ago. That was four years ago. Four years ago was four, four, four. Yep. Dang, man. Almost five. That was 2017. Wow. That's wild. Yeah, man. But, but that's the thing. It's like, I, I grew up listening to a lot of Jay-Z. This album has a lot of stuff that's problematic. Yeah. But that song, I'm just like, if you want to balance misogyny with a, a dash of racism, it's a great song if that's your bag. Yeah, facts. But when he started getting into all the chickens of the culture, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> nobody in it. Well, no, but times, people will never allow eras to be eras, man. It was okay to say it these was. things then. But that was, so, to me, it was, a, I, I think it's it fried chicken, curry chicken, devil. A roast can boil french fry. I'm like... Dang, I'm getting fat. You ain't have to eat all that. Whole, <laughs> you like, ain't have come to, on, bro. bro. Like, but that, somebody, did, somebody did that. And I thought, like I said, Blueprint, best album of all time, in my opinion. Jay-Z, best rapper of all time, in my opinion. I agree with that point. But, whew. I, in the world of cancel culture that we are in today, if you literally put girls... girls, gr- They canceled that um Christmas song a few years ago. Remember that? Uh, baby is cold outside why because they were talking about how it's condoning not letting a woman have a choice to leave you know how i feel about <laughs> stuff like that yeah i gotta say it yes I'm not say it here. so that's why i was like yo if they could cancel all that because yeah. they took it all like they wouldn't show elf on tv because they sing that song in the movie elf just bleep it out they cut scenes all the time yeah but they wouldn't even show because it's like an important scene in the movie so it's just like, why would we even show the movie? We're going to cut out a very important scene in it. It's true. So I'm just like, if they could cancel a song that's like 1930 something where, yes, don't leave. I'm trying to, you know, yeah, let's get it on. <laughs> <Do that thing. laughs> yeah. Should I see what that thing like? So I'm just like, you could go back. He's asking her. He's asking her. He's really not even telling her. And he's, he's tell- just like, he's baby, her it's cold outside. Baby, it's cold outside. Don't go. Don't go, man. Like, I got to just. I got the fire going. The like, people who have issues with that ain't never been asked to stay inside. That's the problem. They be like, Yo, <laughs> you should out. go. <laughs> Yo, I'll call the Uber. Yeah, 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 Uber's outside. You should go. You should go outside too. Yeah. Oh my God. That's, <laughs> like I said, I, I was thinking, I'm like, that's the cancel culture world that we're in today. That is definitely a song. I'm like, that angers me. It angers me too. That really angers me. I had a backup. Somebody did this, but it was more so it aged poorly. What was is that the one that you put inside the? It, oh, inside the notes. Yeah, inside the note. I put Alicia Keys. Okay, that's what I was expecting. Okay. Which is why when you asked you that question, I was just I'm running my nah. mind to Alicia Keys records, and I'm like, Nah, Alicia Keys, um, Unbreakable. We can fight like Ike and Tina. Oh yeah, about or one. give back like Will, uh, Bill and Camille. I'm like, Bill definitely yeah. gave oh, back he was something. something. Yeah. We yeah, can no. act out like Will and Jada. I'm like, Jada acting? Yeah, yeah no, she's <laughs> acting out. You should have with that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She definitely acted out. I'm just, um, there's a lot of, it aged poorly. Yeah. Who but wrote that song? Alicia. Nah, did she? I think Alicia wrote a lot of her songs. 
Especially That's that. That's my jammies, though. I'm going to turn that on after. Unbreakable is a great song. I was listening to Alicia Keys' radio on Pandora because I'm old. Really good. Uh, well, she got a Grammy for that. Well, she got a Grammy nom for that. Yeah, because there's a lot of acapella on that um, little album joint, too. Yep. I apologize to our audience who gets to hear my dog um, snoring in the background. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, Kanye wrote part of that, too. Kanye wrote a lot of Alicia stuff. I forgot. Yep. All right. So our MySpace moment. Oh, that's it's like almost playing another song that's old. <laughs> but um, a MySpace moment comes at the hands. And I want to give a quick shout out because I've had a really weird addiction over the last 24 hours. Um, Prim's Hood Cinema. <laughs> I knew that's if, if you were. If you, if you don't follow this man or subscribe to this man on YouTube or Patreon, please go follow this man. He's hilarious. Hilarious, bro. Um, and my, my favorite part, he breaks down a lot of hood movies, um, a lot of black culture, different uh, media, um, from like the Trapped in the Closet series to different music videos and most of the horribly produced black films from the early 90s and 2000s. Um, but I think he's hilarious, and I think a lot of people kind of overlook the the actual genius of the things that he says about these movies because he's too busy making jokes. But I think, I think, I also have my thought that in like, let's say this world actually lasts another 50 years. um, People are going to look back on this type of media, whether it's like the YouTube age or music or people's discographies. And we're going to look at them the way we look at Shakespeare. We're going to look at them the way we look at um, Langston Hughes and a lot of these other writers but we don't give them the same credit in the moment. I, I would I would really love to have a conversation with like an average person from the 50s. I don't know when Langston Hughes was alive. I, I slept through that class. 20s. The 20s? All right, cool. Yeah, the um, roaring 20s. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! Racism. Um, <laughs> I'd love to see like a person who was like, where they really like captivated, like at home, just reading Langston Hughes, like poetry. And they're like, hey man, Langston, cut all that writing out. And then like 40, 50 years later, they're like, yo, he was really talking. He's talking. I don't know that. He's talking that talk. He's talking that talk. I don't know the answer to that, but it's cool. Um, so I'm going to bring this up, um, off the thought of a hood classic that came from the early two thousands and a character from within, um, and we haven't done, got to, um, have a day yet, but my personal really small have a day character is Steve Harvey. Okay. Um, within the, you got served film. (laughs) Right. I forget. I keep forgetting he was in you got served. Yeah, bro. He's a lot, much more pivotal character to you got served that people give him credit for. So the song I'm going to go with. It's by one of my favorite rappers of all time. About to say a prayer for Lil Saint real quick. Joe being top five rapper of all time, in my opinion, I'm weird. I get it. And I won't say top five. I'll say top five of my favorite. And Just Just Blaze being a top five favorite, at the very least, of my producers. But... Let's take a like a stroll back to you guys, sir. First right? of all, that song is one of the most diverse songs in the history. Bro, people do not mean girls. You got served. That song came out. If I could see, two thousand one. Two thousand one sounds right. Two thousand three. Two thousand three. That it song had it was on like three Madden soundtracks. And he didn't see a dime for none of that. That's tragic. But continue. Yeah. So let's 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 take a, a walk back into you guys served right. So you guys served is a story of two young Negro teenagers. Um, living in California, their best friends, um, David and Elgin, and their dance crew. 
And they have a lot of other ragtag Negro friends that also dance alongside of them. They're the best in the hood. Nobody can touch them. The movie starts off with them just running off of some niggas' money, which is really weird. He brought up inside it, like, they were splitting, like, $600 amongst, like, 10 niggas. Like, you mean I just sweat for an hour and a half to make $60? That's nuts. But inflation was different in the early 2000s. I won't get into it. Right? So... Steve Harvey presents himself very early as a trusted adult figure inside this film, right? Yeah. He's one of the first niggas that actually has a line in the in the movie. And he is the if you pay attention to the film, he's the like the peacekeeper. Like all this pandemonium, all these young people, this old riddler looking mustache having dude <laughs> is the one that everybody seems to trust, right? Yeah. Fast forward to the movie. Um, they start running drugs for this weird cartoon chef um, drug dealing looking dude who used to terrify me as a child and everything is cool like they dance for $60 at night and then after they're done they go run drugs to make real money I guess or to fund the the, the front for like think about it honestly, honestly, honestly think about it right so fast forward throughout the movie Wade the two white boys come from Orange County they said 15 racks or 12 or 15 racks right yeah Elgin goes to his grandmother. Grandma's be having money. It goes to grandma to get 12 racks. I'm going to tell y'all niggas this right now. If I'm fronting 12 racks for this game, the splits ain't even, bro. The splits are not even. If we're walking out this 600 and I bankrolled the 600, me and David are walking out with about two apiece. uh, About two. And y'all can split the other four amongst y'all. Have fun, niggas. So, to that point, um, come back after the bankroll. The first battle, Sonny sold them out. Um, but the first thing that I noticed about Steve Harvey within that point is that now he calls him Mr. Chuck. The Mr. Chuck is a wild brolic. He looked like big Emerald black, dark skin, bald headed dude. Who's a police officer. He's with LAPD, right? All this sounds illegal. Yes. Everything in that really seedy, weird, like, um, warehouse sounds legal. But I guess the same way my neighbor be looking at us when we left weights in the garage, he's like, look, they're here and they're safe. Opposed to being out in them streets. Yep. So let's let these little Negro children dance. Fast forward, the internal conflict comes when Day Amarion is out with Claire. <laughs> <laughs> She'll always be Claire to me. Amarion's out with Claire. She turns his phone off. He misses the call for the early drop. Marcus Houston, Roger, Roger has to go early to go pick up the drugs. It gets washed to Nas. That was the Yo, only other song. That's the nastiest thing. How you get washed to Nas? Yo, that was going to be my other song. I chose Pump It Up, but I was, I was going to choose Heaven Was a Mile Away. But Heaven Was a Mile Away? That song is another. You're talking about PTSD. That song sits. I, I equate that song to get jumped. If you're not getting... if. If you're not getting washed to make you look, so, then there's nothing. Fam, who chose that soundtrack? But he gets washed, and now he's in debt to this drug dealer. This is the main reason. Like, these niggas would have entered the contest regardless. Yeah. Niggas would have danced freely and had a good time. But the thing that makes this dance contest so freaking important is the fact that he's into Emerald for all this money. It ain't even the fact that he done lost Grandma 12 racks. It's the, he pinching this nigga's knees inside the car. After, you remember when he tried to run away from the car with the car fucked yes. up? That was a nuts scene. But the, in, the internal struggle or the main thing is I owe this scary drug dealer all this money for losing his, his, money, his drugs. And now there's a way for me to make it back. Yep. The first scene of this movie 
is Megan, Megan Good and Claire talking to Steve. And Steve Harvey looks at these two young girls and says, hey, y'all don't even got to worry about that. I handled it. How did this nigga even know? How did <laughs> Steve Harvey, <laughs> Mr. Brad, has had him and Mr. Chuck have had a conversation with Emerald. He's had a little change of heart. And these kids no longer owe Emerald any of the money. That he just, found a way to involve LAPD without implicating these two minors in this drug ring. Who is Steve Harvey in this movie? <laughs> I never thought about that. Yo, that's, isn't that not nuts? Like, bro, and I'm talking to Jay about it earlier. I'm like, you just imagine like Steve Harvey going like Queen Latifah equalizer on these niggas, like making sure that the kids are all right. Like somebody on YouTube wrote the funniest comment about his character in this movie. He should... He's like, he's probably like one of those tragic like heroes, like a dark character. It's just like, yes. No, I handle that. Bro, somebody say Steve Harvey's character is so emotionally invested in his community's underground dance circuit that he went on a belly hitman mission and took out an entire <laughs> drug syndicate overnight. Like, I was just so happy to see the dancing that I never processed that as a kid. I, I've never processed how you literally just pulled a huge that, that was a huge plot point in the movie and you're just like let's just turn that off real quick boom no longer a thing if these niggas win or lose it's no longer matters wade could walk away with all this money get the little kim video all these different things it doesn't matter the debt has been settled the friendship now becomes a more important part of this film <laughs> you just took away a huge plot point to the movie and let steve harvey say Handled it. With no explanation, no anything, no background you, you never scene. see anything else happen? Oh, like, the, how hard would movie. it have been for, like, Marcus or Marion to have just seen this nigga on the street? Hey, young fella, you don't look so good. Y'all in some trouble. What's up with you? Y'all, I, I'm, I, I'm a little embarrassed to admit it, but I owe this dude some money. Oh, you owe Emerald? Me and him go back. I'm going to go handle it. That 30-second clip That's it. would have been... You Everything could, else. You could have cut half of that dancing in the rain scene. <laughs> Yo, no, 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 no. Fine. <laughs> cut the basketball scene. Cut something else. Y'all not take about my, my. You know how many times I'll be outside just dancing in a wife beater and some sweats? So, so um, fair, you got the gloves on? <laughs> yeah, with gloves on and everything, bro. You know how many times I've wanted to rent a boxing ring just to dance in it? Like, y'all not cutting that scene for my life. <laughs> I'm, I'm still that's gonna be my that, dying wish. I'm like still both, on the fact that Steve Harvey had a dark past. I'm telling you, if you see these text messages between me and Jay breaking this whole thing yeah, down, I'm, I'm gonna watch this later tonight too. I said, bro, I had. I'm like, what did he say to him? Like, I had some stuff that could have buried him, but I just said, don't involve the kids. Like, he just. What did he run with Emerald? He knew the the neighborhood drug dealer. I mean, technically speaking, it, it can make sense. He's running the underground dance circuit. Yeah, who's who's funding the lights? Come yeah, on, that man. is true. That's Come a really on. good. Maybe it was Emerald. It all comes back around. Nothing's free. Remember did, that. Did they do a you got? Served? They had to do a you got served too. I'm gonna look that up because they did a two to every dance movie yeah, that came Step out. Step Up had like eight of them. Step Up, uh, Stomp, Stomp the, the Yard, had Honey, two. Honey had Honey two had more a, after that. Yeah. Um. Even um. Not it wasn't a dance film, but Drumline had Drumline multiple. Had a sec- yeah. 
We talked about that's another day, another topic because we don't we got things to do tonight. Why, why about search and stop the yard? <laughs> that's another topic about black cinema and how it's evolved or devolved over time. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's out of devolved is a word, <laughs> but it's a, but it definitely did that. Yes. So stop the yard. There had to be like uh no uh what's the name you got served to. You keep typing no, stop the yard. I, I, I'm just I'm just saying stop the yard. Oh, I'm about to stop the yard is one of my favorite films of all time. But um, I mean, it's the same movie. It really is. Literally, I saw a TikTok where it's like, do black people conflict? It came out in 2011, and it has a four, uh, four and a half out of ten. Um, oh, I'm about to say four and a half out of five stars. How did I right? not I was see like, this? Yeah, I need to check this out. <laughs> this... You got serve beat the world is the name of this. And you can watch this on Amazon Prime Video. Amazon, cut the check. Just tell me who's star- starring in Stars. it. Stars. Tyrone Marshall Brown. Who is that? Uh, He's in Chicago PD. Never saw FBI. That. This um, Negro man. Okay. Man, I'm not interested. Um, Michelle Morgan? And Michelle Obama? Uh, I'd be more... <laughs> be more with it. <laughs> can I get in a Michelle video? Okay, I think she's the um, love interest... Hey, she was in Total Recall. Uh, let me see if I can. I don't know if you you've seen her before. Nah. Okay. All right. Cool. So we're over two, so I'm not gonna watch a movie. Absolutely. I, I might drink a lot and watch it one day. But <laughs> That's all it takes. Yeah. All it takes. I always want to stump, sit through a terrible movie. Um, I've been watching a lot of like white people movies. Um, like movies that white people are like, yo, this is a, you know, hilarious movie, and sometimes they're actually really funny. Like white people funny. Give me an example. Uh, I watched this movie called Accepted with Tina Fey and Paul Rudd. I'm always a fan of where Tina Fey And that's Fey the thing. Is. I was just like, it was actually pretty funny. Like, Tina Fey, Paul Rudd, they bounced off each other very well. Hmm. I enjoyed it. So Accepted? Uh, huh? Is that the name of that? It's Accepted? It might be Accepted. It might be something else. Or I remember... Accepted is the one where... Um, the, when they made the fake school. Made the fake school, And Columbus yeah. Shorts in that. Yeah, he is. What I actually started watching, because I ran out of things to watch... And this ain't a movie, but I've been recommended to see this show many times. I just never got past the first episode. Was It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I tried starting that. I couldn't get through it. I couldn't get past the first episode when Charlie Day said there's niggas hanging from the ceiling. Facts. I was just like, oh! <laughs> that hurts oh! too much. I, know, I understand comedic writing and timing and all these things. There's no way. But they nobody come from... I'm not even going to go through that. But, bro, when I tell you this show is hilarious, it, it's like... They get into the worst possible situations. I believe it. The first episode, they accidentally start like a gay bar. I do remember that. It's so funny, bro. Yeah. It's so... Right now, I just saw an episode where um, they fall in love with having a gun. It, it's hilarious. It's always fun. But do you I'm, have any, any... Is that your show recommendation for the people? My show recommendation for the people actually is the Wu-Tang series. Wu-Tang Saga. I really want... And this leads into my Have a Day with Shameek Moore. I think Shameek Moore is going to be this generation's Jason Weaver. Shalit. Oh, man, that's sad. Because he's so talented. It's, this, well, Jason was really talented, too. So talented. But it's just like... And like I said, Shameek has... He had the get down, which got canceled. Yeah. He has this Wu-Tang series, which I think is going to be one more season. Yeah. Um, Who else was Shameek in? Shameek was uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Yep. Uh, he was um, dope. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. It's like Malcolm Atacombe or something. Malcolm like Atacombe. Like, he plays a lot of roles that have impact, not even on just the black community, but on the culture. 
Yeah. Playing that role of Miles Morales on Into the Spider-Verse is huge. a huge role. Huge. Um, uh, Malcolm out of combat, it, gr- huge role. Shaolin, fantastic. If the get down ever became what it should have been. He should be a lot bigger. It should be a lot bigger. Because he could sing, he could rap, he could dance, he could act. He can do all of that stuff. That's a lot of talent. And now he's playing Raekwon the Chef on the Wu-Tang series. Yeah. And he's playing the heck out of that role. He was annoying me when I was watching that first season. I just thought I would sit down and watch it again. But once he starts actually rapping, you're yeah. just like, dude, his timing. It's perfect. Like, as somebody, you and I, we know music well enough. Yeah. We know Raekwon the Chef could rap. Yeah. The way he has the timing just like Raekwon the Chef. You could tell his acting and his music combined into one. And it's like, perfect. yo, you could not tell... The only difference is Raekwon the Chef looked a lot more like Biz Marquis. Yeah. But I think Shamik Moore, he's never going to get the shine that he deserves. Mm-hmm. This Wu-Tang series, there's one main character, and that's um your boy, Ashton. That's my man's. That's your boy, that's Ashton. Not my man's. I Moonlight. Him. I hate I don't hate him for Moonlight. I don't hate him for Moonlight. <laughs> I hate him I just for don't acting. like I don't like him how he acts. I don't I can never I always have to watch the TV on a hundred. Yeah. Because he talks so super low that I can't hear him. That's why I don't like him. It's not because he was in Moonlight. But it's like, yo, Shamik is probably the like, job though. Cancel me. Shamik is probably the second highest build character on this show. It. But he's probably like the third most in, I mean, even Dave East playing Method Man. I was about to say. He doesn't have a lot of scenes, but people know who Dave East is. Yep. So pay me for my likeness. Yep. Gotta pay me for my likeness. And don't get me wrong, Dave East really plays a role really, really well as Method Man. Yeah. So I'm not taking anything away from him. I just think Shamik Moore is super talented. And if you ever heard Shamik Moore's Jiggle It, it's a classic song. Classic. It's a classic track. If you play that in a club, that's the raps. It's raps. It's big raps bro. You're taking somebody home. Yeah. But it's just I always bring up on this podcast, I think Jason Weaver deserves day. Jason Weaver, one of the greatest to never get the shine he deserves. Underappreciated. And to be honest, he doesn't have a lot of acting roles because he all he needed was Lion King and he was set. Yep. Shameek Moore just, he keeps coming up. I think Into the Spider-Verse is going to be his universe, but nobody, nobody's like that. Shameek played the heck out of that role. But you remember um, he was supposed to be Eddie Murphy's son. And coming to America too. He was. And so they recasted him. And the, the young man who played the son, he was he played that that role pretty well, but I I'm I'm biased because Shamik my guy, so I wanted to see him in that role, but he he has credits Dope is just Dope Dope's, is a uh, great cult, movie. Cult classic. cult classic. Into the Spider-Verse get down. He was in some episodes of House of Pain, like I think that there should be more shine on the talent that is Shamik Moore before it's too late. Before we're just like, yo, this dude, he played so many roles. He did this at the third. And now he's, what, 50, 60 something. He's just like, well, y'all ain't giving me the roles. So now now I'm here doing erectile dysfunction commercials. Tell me you said Jason Weaver wrote erectile dysfunction. No, I didn't. Okay, I thought you draw the parallel there. But I'm seeing... Mr. T on some Aaron's yeah. rental commercials. And I'm yeah. just like, somebody got to pay my man. Facts. So my have a day this time, Shamik Moore, for those who don't, if dope might not be on a streaming platform, text me, I'll buy it for you <laughs> because it's such a cult classic movie in today's age. First watch the wood. 
which yeah. is definitely on a streaming platform somewhere. Same universe. Same universe. My boy Stacy, who mm-hmm. next time, that's my have a, a day. He's going to need another one. He's going to need, he's gonna one. need one too. He's going to need one too. So that's going to be my have a day for that. But all in all, I think it's a good pod. Yeah, me too. I mean, this, I, this has actually been my favorite. It's a lot of information that I think people don't understand. Yeah. Um, re- research is research is very before you do any before people do sign up research. for Meta before you before you start putting things out in the oh I'm depressed. Do your research. Research is so vitally important for not only your mental health but for knowledge. Um, like you said. I think I was talking to my mother. So, no, I was actually talking to you. Some people read to read. Yeah. While other people need to learn how to read to gather information. Yeah. I never got people who read to pass time. Yeah. It's like some people are like, this is fun. I'm like, okay, what did you get from it? I don't know. It was uh, enjoyable. No, uh, I, I've never been one of those like fiction readers. If that's I do, why I can't, I can't read fiction. If like I this. do read fiction... It has to be based in reality. Yeah. One of my favorite books of all time, another person who I have for a half a day, um, Walter Dean Myers wrote the mm. book Fallen Angels. Okay. Which was a fictional account of his time in the Vietnam War as mm. an African-American man. Mm. It, that book has been protested in schools because of the language and yeah. the grotesque visualizations. He also wrote the book Monster. Remember yeah, that I remember book? Monster, yeah. So... Hey man, if they let us read a child called it in school, they gotta let us read that. Yes, and that's where I'm just like that. He was about PTSD. That book ruined me. Yeah, and that's the thing. Fallen Angels is yeah, it's fiction, but it's fiction based in reality. This is what somebody definitely related to what was yeah. going through their minds. It's dead presidents. It's dead presidents uh, exactly. But the last nigga, I could tell you for a fact, the last time I read a fiction book. Was the seventh installment of Lemony Snicket's um, whatever that I don't remember the name of that series. Series oh, of unfortunate, series, event, yeah. unfortunate events. See, it's the seventh seventh series. It's the last time I read a fictional book. Well, I'm about to read a fiction book because speaking of something, I recommend that you guys do before you watch the movie Dune. Read the book because you will have no idea what's going on. No thanks. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read the book and then rewatch the movie and then rewatch the movie. Okay. Because I'm just like, I feel like I'm missing something. The book will probably explain it yeah. in a lot more depth. So that's going to be the next fiction book I read. Hey, man, he's supposed to be releasing like three more movies. I'll catch up at some point. Man, I just want more Zendaya. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I get it. She's only in there for like four minutes. Oh, care. no. Somebody counted. Six minutes and 37 seconds. Okay. Yeah, I would have shot that. <laughs> uh, okay. So who chose best? I did a basic one. A rap R&B combo. You could... I know where you're going, so I'm gonna to try to undercut you here. I know you're probably gonna think. I I know you think you know where I'm going, and I changed it up mm, for that reason. Yeah, because what song did you think I was gonna pick? You're all I need. Yeah, that yeah. my wedding song. Exactly. Because if I'm gonna, ladies out there, if you're listening, <laughs> if they can change the voices up, if we were to you know potentially get married. Mm-hmm. There is one song that has to play because if you marry me, you're not just my wifey, you're not just my baby. That's true. You my nigga. Gotcha. Like so, when Method Man, yeah, keep talking, your talk. Keep Method talking, Man talk, literally goes through. And he's just like, 
Yo, shorty, I'm there for you anytime you need me. For real, girl, me and your world. Believe me. Believe he me. He said, yo. He just ended oh. that. He could have ended it. We gotta find the edit it. <laughs> he he could have ended it on any other verse, any other word. He made sure his verse ended with, you my nigga. Yeah. Just like, for some I, reason. I don't believe, I don't think you my nigga rhymed with the previous bar. It didn't. Yeah. He just was like. Nah, this is real. Yeah, you my nigga. I'm like. Yes, this is what I want. Like, I don't want like, and it's like you know, you marry your wife. That's definitely your best friend day yes, by yeah. day. Yep. <laughs> Me, I'm just like yo. If I can't be like yo, like you, my nigga, like we could chill. I don't want no parts of you. I don't want no. I don't want the. I'm not a lovey dovey. Hug me, kiss me, tease. I'm not a touch me, tease. <laughs> like that's not me. So, all I need that would have been my song choice, but. Well, you got mine, so go ahead and drop yeah. yours. All right, so mine is a little bit, uh, a little bit more on a side that a lot of people don't think of. Uh-huh. I've been on a roll with this artist, accidental racist, huh? Hmm? It's we've been on a roll with this artist. Okay, but wow, this is a classic record. I knew it was gonna be LL Cool J for some reason. <laughs> Him and J-Lo was an unfair tag team. Come on, man. Who produces? Don't go. You gotta get to the verse, though. Hold on. problem with this out what block like she's she's from new york yeah we all know jenny from, from the, the block. block jenny from the block i forgot what song where she said nigga and i was like i don't know if you have permission yet yeah but you from new york like it, it's one of those like mm. yeah i think it was a song with ja rule actually she said it was and that was gonna be um i need to find that daggone song now she she said something about nigga, and I was like, hmm. This song was definitely written for Ashanti. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of those. Uh, I'm looking at the dude who produced that song, Corey Rooney. Corey Rooney. And he has uh, R. Kelly, Cameron, Noriega, Jay-Z credits, We Ride. Um, <laughs> Yo. He has the credit for If You Have My Love. He has a Mark Anthony credit. Um, that makes perfect sense. Fam, this dude was all over the place. <laughs> that makes he did Independent Woman. Um, Destiny's Child? Oh, yeah, All I Had, I'm Glad, The One, Baby, I Love You. He did a lot of J-Lo records. Um, back to um, Mark Anthony. He did Anne Marie's I'm Coming Out. Mm, no. I Might be a gay person, Anthony. Yeah, probably. Um, Michael Jackson, so Chicago. <laughs> he did Drake's Teenage Fever. But, no, he didn't. He did the song that Drake sampled. Well, they, like, have, they have him here as a... No, that... Song? He has, they have him here as a songwriter. Because he wrote because he had the, the J-Lo sample. sample. Just like how, um, 
Pharrell gets credit for um the Busset joint. That uh Erica Banks song Busset, oh, Pharrell yeah. gets credit because he produced Hot in Here. Hot in Here, exactly. I'm just oh, like, yo, look, look at you still getting money. Yeah, man. I'm playing my funds. Yeah, man. But like I said, it's always good. This episode 31, episode 32. Gotta bring that magic. Huh? Hmm? Oh, yeah, magic. Mag- magic number. Oh, it had to be somebody else's number. Did Shaq wear that number? As- yeah, in Orlando. He did wear 32 in Orlando. Yeah, that's the one that really matters. Sure. Not the multiple championships. Shaq has multiple championships. In Orlando? He was close. All right. He was close. Sure. I mean... Next pod, I maybe H- Hakeem Olajuwon won't have something to say about that. <laughs> All right. Uh, next pod, maybe Seth comes back. Who knows? Yeah, he's starting that new job. He's going to be free now. Yeah, Seth comes back. Boy, Jack. Jack was what? Episode 8, I think I had Jack on. Okay. So he'll he'll be back with some hot take. He's the one that, where um everybody found out I hate Will Smith. That was the uh, episode. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Yeah, 24 episodes ago. And now I feel sorry for Will Smith. RIP, yeah. my boy. I'm not gonna say anything about that. All right, let's have a let's enjoy this night, bro. Be blessed. I hate women. I'll talk to (laughs) y'all.